Fierce Fan Media. I don't know why she's Leave meeting. Got it. You guys got your shit together? Yeah. No. We have ever. I think yeah. Hey, we're trying tonight. to new year, new us. We're trying yeah. to put more structure in. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. We'll so see. We were very much. late. Next so week. Famous. Next week. <laughs> There's something to be said about smoking weed every day. What? Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. I am Jackie the we- D, the, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. I'm Erin, the geeky gal pal. Ding. <laughs> I forgot my name. I'm just Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. She did it. She did it. Oh, welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, hope you avoided the fucking Rona. But statistically, you probably didn't. So, <laughs> welcome to hell. Well, welcome to the third stage of hell, the trilogy no one asked for, twenty twenty or twenty twenty two. Um, is anyone drinking but me tonight? I am. Oh, yay! Yay! What yeah, are you drinking, Stace? I'm drinking sterling vineyards heritage collection from napa valley and it is a cab sauve from 2017 oh is it delicious it's actually pretty good i kind of like haven't been drinking a lot of reds and now like reds are super harsh all of a sudden but this one's actually really smooth um i got like six bottles of red wine for christmas so i'm trying to portion them out and and actually go back to reds but this one's really good i like it Reds a good summer drink save the whites for or reds a good winter yeah yeah i was like is that how it is i I don't know like in the winter (laughs) like maybe i drank my allotted amount of reds so now i'm like Mm -hmm. oh i need to because for some reason it's just not agreeing with me very much lately god we're getting old Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Uh, Stacy, are you drinking anything? Um, I am. I mixed oh. some uh, soy milk with some chocolate syrup. Okay. Erin, are delicious. you drinking anything? That I sounds am amazing. I'm just drinking soda water with like one of those, uh, the, uh, what was it? Kool-Aid, the little Mio? Kool-Aid squirt things. Yeah, Mio, whatever. I just, it's a tropical punch. I just, I have, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to say dry, but I think I'm going to go with what Jean said earlier, the damp January. Because a moist, you're having yeah, a moist. I, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's a humid, it's a humid. Sticky. Sticky. Why do people do dry January? Is it because they overdid it on the holidays and they want to start oh, God, the new yeah. year off like clear headed or what's the... I mean, I sadist. I drink a lot. I drink. I drink a lot. A lot of Tito's in 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 January. It's in December. Like it was a lot. I'm not proud of it. Oh, we're back on the Tito's, huh? Mm. Yeah, I went back. We'll talk about it later. Tito's. For me, I mean, I drank a lot, so now I'm just kind of like, I'm gonna let my my liver detox. See what I think. Also, like New Year's diet thing, a lot of people do it to. Oh right, Mm -hmm. I don't really. I think dry January is easier (laughs) to do because there's a lot of people, other people doing it. 
so it kind of just you're in like a little community of drive January I'm honestly doing it because um the last time I drank on a podcast I had horrific food poisoning and colitis that I'm sure was unrelated to um the the drink I had but I'm also really like not eating leftovers or eating Mexican food so something's gonna go wrong it's gonna go wrong with you it's more yeah. of like a PTSD kind of situation <laughs> than anything else. Julie? I'm just drinking uh, Mountain Dew and I have a tea that I put a bunch of zinc and vitamin C and I'm trying to keep my immune system up because I work at the jail. Even though I'm vaccinated and stuff, I'm trying to stay as healthy as possible because of my vitamins. But there's that in Mountain Dew. And let me tell you, anybody out there that likes THC, I don't like smoking it anymore, but if you can get, and I don't really like eating it because you never know when it's going to affect you. And it depends on how much you eat and shit that day. They have these drops that you put under your tongue and they are the shit. (laughs) Like it's, it's literally a little bottle of THC that you just put in a little droplet and you put them under your tongue. And same thing as like whatever smoking or whatever within like 30, 45 minutes, you feel real good. So I highly recommend that. Hopefully everybody's in a legal state. I am shockingly. I'm not. Well, okay. So Arkansas here, it's, it's legal as long as you get your card, but like you can get your card for basically anything. No, here you have have our cards. You have to pay like out the ass to get your medical marijuana card. Here it's just legal. Doesn't it seem like Florida should have all kinds of meth one? Like meth would be legal in Florida, right? Like it is. It that actually is legal in Florida. (laughs) You can just walk up to the CVS and get your pseudo ephedrine to make your meth. If you have to get your card, I highly recommend it because there's so many cool little options for you to, and so much fun going into the store and people are all knowledgeable. It's Wait till you uh, come come back home and visit because since it's recreational legal here it's like now. like a coffee shop. Like yeah, so they have a lot higher THC percentages and stuff now because it's not just medicinal. Well, um, typically, I haven't really liked getting high since it's been legal and I haven't smoked in a long time. Like I always kind of got paranoid and stuff, but if you go in there and actually talk to the people and they tell you like, do a drop of this or do a little bit of that, they're actually really fucking right. Like you can really just be real chill. We can. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so weird. I, I'm drinking, um, just a boxed cab and I'm drinking out of my decanter, which I have to say, I mock people for using decanters. Um, okay. this box wine tastes like 150% better. And I don't, I never mind black box wine. I think it's like a decent wine to just like hang out and drink with. Obviously it's not winning any awards, but I never really got hung over from it. It's cheap, like, but putting it into canter, it legitimately tastes like significantly better. It's kind of crazy. I don't even have to drink it cold anymore. I drink the red wine, red Mm -hmm. wine room temperature. Yeah. What? So So I'm I'm getting real sophisticated in my early 40s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really good. It improves it dramatically. Like dramatically. I think you use an aerator with the box wine or does it? Well, that's what the decanter does. Oh, okay. All right. No, but I'm just saying like, typically would you have? No, I I never used anything like this before because I always kind of thought like, oh, 
I, I thought you would use an aerator and stuff for like expensive wine that had been yeah. like bottled for years and years and years and was intended to like let the aromas out or whatever, but it legit works on every wine. Like it's very good. Hmm. And I, I give my wife broken. a lot of shit for like buying stuff at thrift stores and stuff because she brings home way too much stuff, but she yeah. picked this up for like five bucks and it's awesome. I just use a broken McDonald's straw and it like aerates it for me. Oh. Like, like, yeah. There you go. I'm getting a fancy aerator there for the bar area I'm building. So nice. Fancy. All right. Let's just, let's get into it. We, um, we are going to talk about January 6th, but since nobody's really drinking except Stacy and I, uh, I did want to talk to you guys. Did you guys see those articles I sent you about, um, that ship? that like crazy yeah like ghost really ship that went weird. down yeah. i didn't yeah. do as like big of a deep dive as you did but i feel like i'm going to especially because you know how youtube starts suggesting stuff yeah. after you, but i have a feeling i'm gonna watch all the videos so <laughs> what got me interested in this was um I, I can't say enough. I'm totally in the honeymoon period with TikTok. Like my algorithm is so on point for me. Mm-hmm. I was telling my wife this the other night, like just, just when I'm like, okay, I've seen enough politics stuff, Taylor Swift pops up or my mm-hmm. history stuff pops up or like whatever pops up. And then it's like dog video, dog video, dog video, COVID. So it's like a real good mixture of entertainment. And so I saw, um, I saw something about this specific ship on TikTok, and I was like, oh God, I need to know all, all of the things because this is bonkers. So what it essentially is, is back in like 1948, there was a Dutch ship that went missing. Um, well, not really missing. So in this strait, this um this Malacca Strait that's over in kind of near Asia, there's it's kind of like a uh, different Bermuda triangle, all kinds of things have gone missing. They, they estimate that there's somewhere between like around $2.3 billion of treasure at the bottom of this strait, because so many ships have like crashed, gone, just vanished, um, were pirated, sunk, all this like weird stuff. And this strait also happens to be the area of ocean that that Malaysia flight went missing back in 2014. Oh my God, so, for real? Yeah. So right over the same area. And so what happened with this Dutch ship was it's called the Orang Madan. The, so the Dutch SS Orang Madan. I'm going to spell it in case people want to look it up. O U R. A-N-G, and then the second word is Madan, M-E-D-A-N. And so they sent out a distress signal. The ship was just, it was a cargo ship just trudging along. Uh, They sent out a distress signal, but the last signal that they received from it was, I'm dying in Dutch. So right away, um, ships that were, were relatively close to it immediately went to try and help them. But when they got there, everyone on board, even the dog, was dead, but there was no stab wounds. There was no blunt force trauma. There was no violence of any type of any type inflicted on any of these people. They were just kind of frozen in the last position that they were in. And the first hand accounts say that they were like frozen in shock or horror. And even the guy who sent the message, he died with his hand on the uh, Morse code button. He was sending out messages. And they said even the dog had like a snarl on his face. And if you Google this, there's actually pictures of these bodies 
and it's creepy as shit. Like what, what super. Say, I literally like, have chills. Specifically, like because it said something specifically. It said like the captain is dead, the crewmates are dead, mm-hmm. everybody is dead. Like it, it was like a really specific thing that ended kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, yeah, the captain so, is dead, the crewmates are dead. I'm going to die or I'm dying or something like that. It was like very, yeah, that was the last part of the message. The, my, my shipmates are dead. The captain is dead. Everybody's dead essentially. And so this happened in 1948. There's been no explanation for, Oh, and afterwards, after they went and investigated the ship caught on fire and sunk, like it, it just sunk into the straight, that's so crazy. Yeah. Was so, it in the Bermuda Oh, wait. Triangle? I didn't no, look no. at pictures of these bodies. This is weird. It's in the Strait of Malacca. Right. Now I got to look it up. Yeah. So it said, all high-level personnel, including the captain, are dead. They are in their rooms and above. The whole crew died. Also, I died. So that was the, that was the last message no. translated in Dutch. Yeah. So <sighs> here's the thing. They have since assumed scientists have assumed because it was during world war ii that they were transporting gases uh for the war and there was a leak and the leak poisoned the crew and the captain mixed with salt water uh which caused them all to die and then eventually combust but here's the crazy thing we can't prove that because there's no shipping records nobody has any real idea what was on board this ship because nobody can investigate it the other weird thing, um, I, I served in the Navy. Stacy. I know you did, but you weren't ever on a ship. But I will tell you this. Sh- ships are out in the middle of the, there's a lot of airflow <laughs> on a ship. Like the idea of being, I mean, sure, when there were certain times that we wore gas masks on the ship, but that's, that's because planes were literally dropping stuff on top of us when we were off the coast of, um, when we were in the Persian Gulf, but that wasn't happening in this situation. So the idea that poison leaked out into open air and still poisoned individuals is kind of, I I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me. And whole, the way ships are built, they're built on levels, right? So you have, you know, the whole, and then you have different levels above it. And then you have, you have the top of the ship, you have the mast, you have the bow, you have the, you have the tail end, you have all these things. Unless you're like a military ship that has like air conditioning, heating, all those things, you're very separate. So I, I don't understand how something from cargo would have poisoned the entire ship and then people on the deck also. And if that was happening, wouldn't have been happening in increments. Like if it was poison seeping up different levels, you would have seen it coming in an incremental period. Now it's 1948. We don't have real good documentation. They don't have black boxes. Then we, we don't actually know what was happening at the time. They could have been getting poison. They could have been sending distress calls to the people above them and the people above them couldn't get to them or whatever. I just think it's weird that all of these kind of disasters happened in this one area of ocean so that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Do you think like the hype around the Bermuda Triangle and now like this, this, uh, the Strait of Malacca, do you think there's something supernatural? Do you think it can be assigned to scientific reasoning like ma- magnetic poles, polar, uh, 
polar, you know, interference, aliens. Like, why are there these real small pieces of, and it's always water, right? Like it's right, always right. in the ocean that all of these kind of travesties happen in. That's where the Kraken lives. <laughs> so yes, maybe so, when I was getting my helicopter license, when I was in ground school, you are not allowed to fly in the Bermuda Triangle. And it is because they don't understand why things go there and disappear. So it's like a forbidden place to go. You're legally not allowed to fly over the, the Bermuda Triangle. So I think it has something to do, obviously, with, has to have something to do with the magnitude or I think something so too, that's gravitational going on in the water pull. there. And, you know, we all know water um, sends energy. Water sends electricity and energy. There is something going on in that area and through the water that we haven't been able to explain yet. There has to be something. Well, the reality is we don't have the technology yet to actually dive into the, the deepest depths of the ocean. Like there's part of the ocean that we have not been able to explore yet. Like there's organisms, there's life that in me out. some of these. Yes, I know and me too. Super, oh my God, it's fascinating. Aaron's the closest to it. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating to me. But there's parts of the ocean that we don't even understand yet. So I actually believe that it's some type of magnet, magnetic force or some type of I land, like, I think it's a combination of things. Cause I do think the magnetic force thing is accurate because of compasses, mm -hmm. like how that would throw compasses off. But you're also talking about being right there kind of between like Florida and Puerto Rico and stuff. So you get all that bad shitty weather. So if you're already having issues with like a compass or whatever, and then you add hurricanes into it, but then you also have the Gulf stream so you're having like less predictable, like but not the Strait of Malacca. Yeah. Yeah. They think the Bermuda Triangle is what took down Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, there is something going on there that messes That's up. That's the one that I really wish they would solve. I don't yeah. think I got super can. into, I know, but I got super into it after your wedding, Jackie, when we went to the Air and Space Museum and like, it's just so weird. I got super into D.B. Cooper for a long time. Like, I wish they'd solve that one, too. Yeah. But I think, it, I think it's magnetic pull and gas. It, it has to be. I think it's freaking haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, like, I understand the magnetic forces and the pulls and all that. And that's probably what it is. Like, and it could very well be poisonous gas in the air. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, there could be some sort of gaseous bubble that that emerged from the ocean who knows really right like we don't yeah know. i mean as as the polar ice caps are melting they're finding ancient mm -hmm. diseases bubbling right. up yeah. that they had exactly. no idea about how do we know that there's not some type of like um Gases. volcano underwater that's right. releasing it like yep. sulfur and everything else like i i truly believe that but considering i'm 100 believe in ghosts and i believe i i will probably go to my grave believing this that ghosts exist will you let so us know i i will i'll come back i'll flip bird. your life but on. don't haunt me haunt haunt stacy i'm gonna haunt bird i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna haunt stacy me I'm, i 100% know that if i went to stacy's house and was just like sitting on her couch she'd probably notice me and be like hey Aaron. 
like a ghost on your couch. But I, no, believe I truly believe it's supernatural too, but yeah. there's something scientific about Agreed. the but ocean, about think, the Bermuda but, Triangle. But I think you're right on. too, Bird, because there's so many people that have died in that area. Right. There's got to be some bad there's juju. There's some bad juju there. And something. I think probably a lot of like, cause you know how I do believe that people are sometimes trapped between like this world and the next, whatever you believe. Like, I just think like, I think that happens and it could be these people are trapped in this, this spot because they died without any sort of well, like, so it's you know, one thing for a ship to go down in 1948. It's quite another one in the same area. We lost an entire plane, right? right like it's a commercial jet. Like 246 people have just right. never been heard from right. again. That's no body parts bonkers. Body well, but it also adds to that. Is there some type of weird gas in that part of the ocean? Because did the plane crash and then it dissolved or what? Like right. in the, the maybe. Why the, aren't we funding more studying of the Bermuda Triangle? Because now I can tell you what I'll be doing all well, night. But now we know that there's more than just the Bermuda Triangle, though. Oh, I, yeah. guess. I never other... heard of this place until yeah. this TikTok popped up. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit, it's not just the Bermuda Triangle because you're right about about like the weather patterns there right they a lot of people report heavy fog weird winds right because the, of the way the gulf like stream kind of, okay. yeah can, like, can i just say something though because you don't hear about obviously like bermuda triangle is the most famous but like you don't hear about the bermuda triangle much anymore but do you remember i feel like storylines involving the bermuda triangle were like definitely part of the zeitgeist in like yeah. 90s even yeah. like random tv shows that were like just cheesy like 90s like you know whatever there was some there was always some sort of like bermuda triangle kind of do you remember that yeah. remember this remember the show lost yeah like that that's a perfect example of how a plane literally just disappears into thin air never heard from well, again they, like bird, that's not real though what i'm just <laughs> thanks bird thanks, spoiler bird. alert Okay. <laughs> it's not. I thought I was watching Dateline. No, like I just, I truly think that that's based. I know it's mm-hmm. fiction, but I feel like it's based in, you know, I in nonfiction mm-hmm. land. It's what if it's like the wilds? What oh if it's all God. a setup? What if it is a setup and there's these Dutch Ooh. men still living on this island? So I like heavily researched <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle and they told us it, helicopters don't go high enough to fly there. And it's basically like a forbidden area that you can't, like, kind of like Area 51. Like you can't. Or like how hotels don't have like 13 yes, floors. It's, <laughs> it's like a no fly zone type of thing. And I heavily researched it. People have gone there in boats to experience the and nothing has happened to them but maybe it's selective like maybe it depends on the you know contents of what you're going over there and the energy that you're producing you know we have no clue I don't feel like we've even tapped into what the ocean actually can do Mm -hmm. and what and what it actually contains well if you look at it just pragmatically the ocean gave life to everything that exists on this planet. Like depending yeah. on what you believe in. Yes, absolutely. 
I mean, I think everyone that listens to this podcast can agree yeah, that probably. the ocean gave life <laughs> yeah. to everything that exists on this right. planet. Oh, and Mary. So. Mary had Jesus. Yeah. Like- Mary, the greatest con artist of all time. So, <laughs> no, Joseph, it was weird. He just, I'm pregnant. I don't know what, anyway. I slipped and fell on it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, if the ocean can create life, just by basic particle matter and the combination of carbon and, and oxygen and nitrogen. And, and it can then eventually evolve into giving, you know, things legs and like food. And so it not only created life, it also created the sustaining substance that you need to continue to live. Like who fucking knows humans have not been on this planet a fraction of the amount of time that this planet has existed. Mm-hmm. So the idea that there is things we're so arrogant, you know, we joke a lot where we're like, where did they put that audacity? Did they just like, were they hiding it in their shirt? Like, where did they show up with it at humans? The audacity that we have to think that we understand everything and know everything and can comprehend the science behind every single thing on this planet. It has several billion years ahead of us, like several billion years. Mm -hmm. So I think with, for lack of a better term than magic, because I, I ascribe anything that I don't, that humans don't comprehend yet to magic. Cause I'm sure there's some scientific explanation for it. We just don't have a grasp on it yet, but of course there's things that happen in the ocean that we don't get because right. we can't discover all of it yet. We, we discover new species every day. Wait until, wait until we've really destroyed the planet and the polar ice caps are totally gone we are going to find out all kinds of shit before we wipe ourselves off the face of the earth. I hope that never happens. Oh, it's 100% going to happen. 100% happening. Spoiler alert. Um, Can I just tell you real quick that I was texting Emily because I was like, where are they going to go? They could come to me. I was texting Emily. I was like, we're talking about the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. And now I want to watch all the videos about the Bermuda Triangle. And she said, I know all about it, about it. It's just gas. And then she said, sea farts. So there you go. Bermuda Triangle, sea farts. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, I like that. Bermuda Triangle has got a big big butthole. All the mystery is gone now. (laughs) Big butthole right down there. You heard it here. here. Heard it here first. Yeah, scientist Dr. Emily. Yeah. Big butthole in the Bermuda Triangle. Did you guys read about the telescope that got launched on Christmas Day? Yeah. No. It could give us the origins of the universe. Mr. Burns way that Julie is like (laughs) drumming her fingers together. It could give us the origins of our existence. I'm so excited. Freaking crazy to think about. It's like it Did you see that NASA employed like they spent a a couple million bucks to employ some theological experts to prepare all those super religious people that when we find life on other planets and their entire (laughs) bullshit story is ruined, how people will handle it. Go to the nature of science museum (laughs) one time Mm -hmm. in Washington, DC. It's going to totally debunk what you think about human (laughs) creation. No one thinks that. Yeah. I don't know a single per. I personally don't know a single person that thinks we came from Adam and Eve. Well, that's not true. Actually, I'm related. I to do. One. I know. But <laughs> I was going to say. You might. You're related to five. I don't yeah. intentionally associate with a single person <laughs> that believes <laughs> that we came from Adam and Eve. It, that's not <laughs> intentionally. Associated. Humans have created stories to go along 
to make the world make sense, to make the universe make sense since the beginning of humans. Like that's where the creation story came from. But this telescope you're talking about, Joel? So the people that don't know, we launched- James Webb Telescope. James Webb Telescope was launched into space and it is supposed to take pictures so far out. And because of the way light years work and the way that we're able to transmit information out, we should be able to see um, how the universe actually formed billions of years ago because it's just now reaching us. So NASA did in fact employ uh, thousands of theologists to prepare the super religious for the possibility that their creation story is incorrect. The telescope essentially lost power at one point, but they fixed it and it's regained power again and it's running again. So at one point, it's, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so deep into space TikTok. Listen. Oh man. Yeah. I don't want to be in space You need to be in space TikTok. It's so Our TikToks are very different. <laughs> space TikTok I want to be on ocean you, TikTok. Space TikTok makes you feel about this big. Oh. <laughs> my God, some so my algorithm will get better. Yeah, space it's TikTok cool. reminds you that none of it actually matters. The shit you're worrying about, it does not matter because you are a speck on a speck. That's on like, good for you well, to why hear. Why am that. I even taking notes? I mean, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Everything we worried about is man-made. Yep. I mean, that's what the the universe. Who even knows? And they were even talking about. I don't know if I can handle this. Not drunk. <laughs> I'm I'm on a lot of space TikTok. Panic attack. They were even talking about. You know, there is absolutely life like any scientist that works for nasa that you follow on space tiktok there's absolutely life on their planet but it is no way in life as we know it right Right. here on you're talking about a whole different world of i'm like beam me up scotty let's go (laughs) (laughs) well they even that one guy and i wish i could remember his name now who he has been no no no. captain picard (laughs) so he's been captain janeway He's been getting to uh, locations that supposedly UFOs have crashed for years before the media gets there, before the government gets there. And he's been collecting these little like um, Lieutenant Riker pieces of metal. <laughs> well, he just so Stanford finally just produced a machine that can actually scan a piece of whatever you can throw whatever into it. And it can break down every atom, every element that exists inside that that piece of whatever you hand it so we didn't have the technology until now and so he brought one of his uh pieces of shrap metal that he found to stanford to have it analyzed and stanford found 230 elements that don't exist in this world 230 different atom particles uh you just blew aaron's mind besides like so we all know the basic elements, right? Like nitrogen, oxygen, yeah. hydrogen, mm-hmm. all, all of those 230 elements that don't exist on this planet were present. The Stanford professor, you should, he was just like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where these came from. I don't understand. Like he, his mind was fucking blown on it. You guys got to get in space TikTok. If, if, if you start actually listening to them, like they'll tell you what a young earth 
we are. Like all mm-hmm. these other galaxies and stuff have been around for even longer than Earth has. They probably have the cures for fucking cancer, Alzheimer's. Like, doesn't exist there. Like that stuff doesn't even exist. Oh, yeah, that everything we deal with here is literally man-made. And- Wouldn't it be crazy if they did find another one though, and they just did things like so different? Like, like if you think utopia. about all of the like choices. Man. Well, not even just that, but what if they like. I don't know. Like we've decided to like, like dogs, like what if instead of dogs as pets, they were like, you know, they domesticated brontosaurus. Like, possums <laughs> or something like just totally like every decision was just different. A dinosaur? I mean, right? you don't know. Like, yeah, I'm no, like, come, no. come here, Fido. Yeah. What if the big bang didn't happen? Oh, and then there's God. just like dinosaurs running around. Uh, so you know that's where I want to live. The other thing uh, that we, I want to talk to you guys about um, was that article I sent you guys about that one creator, that mom, who yeah. she joined TikTok during quarantine. Bored, like so many of us joined TikTok, and she used to be in her youth. Um, she was a semi-professional dancer, and um, so she does a lot of her TikToks talking about really kind of real basic nominal things in her life while dancing. And her son um, had a respiratory infection, her newborn son, and was in the hospital. And she had gotten a lot of comments asking how he was doing. And when she was giving the answer, she was dancing next to him. And she got all of a sudden, people are people were the fucking worst. And people started sending her death threats and you know, telling her she should die and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think we can all, unless someone has a glaringly different opposition, we can all agree. So fucking inappropriate. So inappropriate. But like, also I remember being on TikTok, like when this was going down, mm -hmm. I think it was happening while I was, while I had the food poisoning. Um, (laughs) And, and just to be like, I don't know, like consistent. Of course, I think it's in bad taste. Totally bad taste. Totally. But every video she has is of her dancing. And she certainly didn't look like she was having fun, like she was having a good time. She was crying. Um, so it was one of those like I I I follow people who are like terminally terminally ill on TikTok that are like doing very different algorithms. Like, like, oh god, I'm so empathetic when I see people that are like dying or terminally ill or whatever, and then I like those videos and then I get invested. I have to follow them because I know what happens. Don't ever send me one of those. Um, so it totally (laughs) in everything up. (laughs) I'm in a good rhythm. (laughs) Totally in bad taste. And I could see how people like just seeing it on your for you page. But I think the people that follow her understood a little bit more what was happening, if that makes yeah, any kinda, sense at all. I have like a little bit different thought on it because I feel like everybody has like their niche of like stuff that they do on TikTok that makes them stand out from other people. So right. if this is her thing that sh- every video she does, happy or sad, she's dancing while you see the captions scrolling yes. of what's going on this is her thing where she's dancing, but it's saying something sad about her, her son who he wasn't in like an incubator hooked up to monitors. No, he he had RSV. He had a nasal cannula. And I think that was it. Yeah. It wasn't like he was unconscious, actively dying. You know, I feel like 
I feel like people were a little bit too hard on her. Everybody has I their agree. Like, there's some people that dress in certain costumes to talk about stuff. And, oh, that's the clown right. guy. He talks about everything from COVID to, you know, the death of his family member. But he's mm-hmm. always in a clown costume. Right. This was just her thing. That's her delivery. And that's why she gets followers because that's mm-hmm. her niche. And I yeah. feel like people were way too hard on her. There's way worse shit on TikTok that we should be talking about but- than the way she delivered the news. I 100% I 100% agree with you Stacy. The only thing I'm saying is like depending on who the audience is, like if you're just seeing it on your for you page, then mm-hmm. you're seeing it totally out of context. And I exactly. think that's why people freaked out so much was cuz they didn't But like, also, hey, they don't know that she dances to talk about shit. Right. It is entirely possible to just keep fucking scrolling. like you you don't don't have to threaten to end people's lives because you don't like their content it this was it this kind of circled around to the bigger point i wanted to get to about how we and we have talked about this on here before but how we have gotten to the point where there people aren't allowed to live in any shade of gray anymore it is either right or wrong, good or bad, acceptable or not. And we will cancel fucking anybody for anything. And I don't mean us like the five of us. I mean, just right. as a society, like, was it in poor taste? Maybe to me, but that doesn't mean it was to her. I don't know. Like, have you ever been to a ballet? They're fucking sad. People die. Mm-hmm. People get raped. Yeah. People get murdered. Yeah. Like, just because well, someone dancing. is choosing mm-hmm. to deal with their sex. Grey's Anatomy made a whole thing about it. Dance it out. Like, dance it out. So just because someone chooses to go through their grief or their heartache or their sadness in a way that you wouldn't... How many people are like, I'm super stressed out. I need to go for a run. Mm -hmm. It's no fucking different. Or people that make, like, inappropriate jokes when they're grieving or People who laugh at at fucking funerals when they shouldn't be laughing. Like, you... Society as a whole does not get to dictate how people deal with stress or grief or anything. And if you don't fucking like something, keep scrolling or block her. The only time that I ever report videos is if it's very obviously like, like someone's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt or it's like, I, I've reported probably five videos in like my entire, like however many years on TikTok. And the last one I reported was there's a trend going around where it says like, um, one guy started it and he's, he has a little brother who has down syndrome. And he says, when you're talking to a girl and she says, I'd like to hang out with you, but I'm babysitting my sister who has down syndrome. And then he's like dancing on the couch, like head bobbing. And then he shows his brother who has down syndrome too. And it's like saying, oh, I'm going to bring my brother with me. So then people started making duets with that saying when, you know, the girl says, oh, I would like to hang out, but I'm babysitting my 10 year old sister. And then it's like him and his 10 year old brother and their head bobbing on the couch dancing together. And he's like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to bring my, my kid with me to hang out. There was like a couple, a handful where it was super gross, where it was like two 20 year old guys. And they would say, oh, when she says. I'm, I'd like to hang out, but I'm babysitting my four-year-old sister. And then it's oh, two 20-year-old no. guys. Oh, I reported, Absolutely yeah, I reported not. those like right away. I was like, that's, that's not funny. That's no. super gross. Like, well, and that's funny. predatory. That's yeah. fucking predatory. You're talking about okay, pedophilia so now. Those are like the, the videos you see where you go, mm, 
that's nope. not okay in yeah. any yeah. aspect. One hundred percent. Whereas if you're seeing somebody doing like a dance where where they're talking about their child and medical problems, keep scrolling. Like you right. can tell no the difference in between right and wrong. And if you feel a little bit of a, a type of like, mm, I don't know if that's right, keep scrolling. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I felt bad. You don't too. understand some people's way of dealing with stuff. Right. Totally. And I don't know if you guys follow Whitney Frost. Um, I'm pretty sure her name is Dub Frost on TikTok, but she has two terminally ill children. They have the same genetic no. disorder. I know, but <laughs> no. she's like, she's so wonderful and she's whatever. So her and her older daughter, who is is not ill, um, who's like, I don't know, a freshman in college or something, they got COVID. And so they were quarantining and stuff. And then her husband and the two terminally ill children who are like, they're bed bound. They are they're They don't react anymore. And it's been like degenerative degenerative. So they used to be able to do more and their health has just declined as they've gotten older. I think they're like, I don't know, they're under 10. Like they're pretty young. Um, well, Jesus. they had, I know it's awful. They had COVID and so they were quarantining in the house and the sun started really, really declining in health. So she was trying to get rapid tests and all kinds of stuff, but, but had said like, it reaches a point where it doesn't matter if I give him COVID like, like they're on hospice They're you know, they're, they're going to, to pass at some point. And so, so she did, she got a rapid test before, you know, her thing before her quarantine ended to go up and see him and the whole thing. Well, it was very, very obvious. Like he did not have much longer. So they had family members, like immediate family members, aunts and uncles and that kind of stuff over their house around the holidays to visit him, knowing that he's like, he doesn't have much time less left. And he ended up passing and people were like, just going after her in the comments about how dangerous it was to expose people to these kids and all kinds of like, like this woman has been giving around the clock care to these two kids that she knows are terminally ill. Um, you know, this whole time and even like, you know, getting, getting them ready and putting them in their wheelchairs that are basically laying down and moving them into the living room just so they're not in their rooms all the time and like all this stuff. But for people to like judge the decision she makes as a parent, knowing that like nothing is going to make these kids better. If they get sick, they get sick, but isn't quality of life and them like knowing they're loved and having family members around like in their last I days think, more important, like get out of here. That's the problem with the, the, the for you page being mm -hmm. where you just scroll videos you just scroll videos you watch 10 seconds you scroll on like is that you see snippets of some of these like videos because they have so many comments and so many likes mm -hmm. and so many dislikes like whatever that like so much hate that it'll put it on your for you page because it's trending but you don't know the person's backstory. Mm -hmm. So if you just see a whole bunch of people around a terminally ill looking kid that's in a wheelchair or on breathing equipment or whatever, and you see a bunch of people crowding around because it's Christmas, your first thought is, holy shit, what are you doing? You're exposing them to COVID. And so people comment without going and reading people's backstories. And I think that's probably like the biggest TikTok flaw. Right. Is that if you're just scrolling and you just see like snippets of people's lives, you don't know the backstory of like that lady you were talking about, Jax, that she dances in every video. Yeah. You know, you just see like the snippet. So before you comment, people, everybody who's listening, go look at their other. I was just going to say that. 
But and I also yeah, before you make a death threat, maybe right. scroll through their fucking but content. I also, <laughs> and then decide. But I also think, and I want to preface at this with, I don't have a ton of experience dealing with uh, terminally ill or mentally ill kids, but I did intern with them my entire senior year, and they even offered me a job if you ever want to come back and work. I love those fucking kids. Like I, those kids were like the best kids ever. They had Down syndrome. Asperger's, whatever it was, I worked with them my senior year. And, but I also think that the parents that are, I understand that if they even educate one person, it's worth it to them. Mm -hmm. But they're also, you know, they're making themselves extremely vulnerable for for people that haven't experienced those kind of kids and those kinds of things. And that's the problem with social media in general Mm -hmm. is a lot of people are not going to take the time to, I mean, maybe you're a mom or a dad and and you have these great healthy kids that play sports and you can do all these things with them. You know, they're not going to take the time to go through that profile watch and, all the videos and, and watch all the videos yeah. of the progression of how their mental well, illness or whatever. Right. That's the progress. And, it, it, and that's, what's hard. But those people that are doing that, I feel like, cause I did the same thing and also the call. And I always like, I hate the bullies on there, you know, and I'll always be mm-hmm. like, you know, and like fire back at them. But these poor people, I think are just trying to make awareness to things but you're always going to have the bullies and that's just what it is. Don't be a dick. But but that's impossible. That, that request is impossible. So I do kind of feel like they do put themselves out there to educate the few to take the repercussions of the lump sum. Well, also it helps other parents in similar situations find people that are going through the same thing as them. Like if I aren't brave enough, exactly. if I had a terminally ill child, I would be on the internet all the time trying to find people that had gone through something similar and what they did, what worked, what didn't work. And I think that things like TikTok at that point would be like a godsend because it would be easy to locate people who yep. are going through similar things and sure. just because just because someone shares something doesn't mean you have to fucking comment on it like it just doesn't right. i i scroll no, past right. things i scroll past things all the time that i'm like how the fuck did it send up on my for you page and you know what i do i just swipe up i those, just fucking swipe up <laughs> i think what's sad is that but those like hateful how- comments you're never going to be able to control and sometimes I'm guilty of yeah. it. I, I will specifically go on there just to fire back at the, especially when it comes to mentally ill kids, because I have like a little, you're not guilty of it. Then you're defending people that need defending. But I, I will, yeah. if, if somebody's extra hateful, I will look for those extra hateful comments. You know, I have not like a lot of knowledge, but I have some knowledge of dealing with mentally ill kids. And it's like, you know, all fire back me. Like, you know, fuck you basically like let they're just letting it be known what handling, you know, not it's like, everybody wants to be a great parent. And when that parent got pregnant or those parents got pregnant, they were not planning on getting, maybe they weren't even planning on getting pregnant. 
but they were definitely not planning on raising a mentally ill child that they were going to have to possibly raise and help and possibly put to sleep one day or night, you know? And so they're just (laughs) really deep, Julie. (laughs) It's like, you know, so, so they're just trying to help other people. A lot of them from what I've seen, what's on my, cause I have the same thing that pop up on mine. Cause I get really interested in stuff like that too, but they're just trying to help other people that are going through the same thing and like make it an awareness kind of thing. And these people that come in and just fire back at them. Like you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. You're doing this wrong. Like you have to have thick skin to be like, you have no idea because you can't do like Jackson Kai use YouTube to look up how to mount a TV to a wall or how to fix Mm -hmm. the faucet that's leaking, whatever the same way that they use that I use TikTok. So like, Oh, I'm making butter cookies for the first time. I go to TikTok and type in butter cookies and I get to see everybody's fail recipes, Mm -hmm. how it turned out, what they did to make it better. But the difference is you don't see a recipe you don't like and get on there. Like you fucking idiot. What a horrible recipe. You should go kill yourself. (laughs) Like right now, my daughter's going to have like a thyroid biopsy and I just found out before we started recording haven't looked at anything yet I like had two minutes so I just googled to see if it was a cut or a needle and it's a needle so I'm going to when we finish I'm going to go on TikTok and I'm going to go on and type in thyroid biopsy because TikTok is so real that you Mm -hmm. get to see everybody is like thoughts, everybody that went through it, everybody that says, Hey, by the way, I didn't know this was going to happen, but they put you under, Oh, they only use a uh, topical. Oh, Hey, you should talk to way, her like, mom's face. Cause she's had thyroid issues her whole life. Like, I feel like TikTok yeah. is just like more real than if I you read. I did the same thing before Piper's, uh, knee surgeries. I went right, and looked at all people's like it, blogs about, uh, recovery and that kind of stuff. If you Google it, you get like a lot of scientific stuff. You get a lot of articles, Mm -hmm. you get what it means to have this done. If you go on TikTok and you type in whatever it is, it's more people experiences, real experiences Mm -hmm. of good and bad stuff. And like, it just seems so much more like, like personal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did it you guys makes you feel, it makes you feel more comfortable about what you're going through. Like somebody right. else is more real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. like yeah. And, and sometimes that shit's even live feed, like going right. in. Yeah. Yeah. During when they're asleep, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's I very it. real. Um, I'm on like gay TikTok, and I know a lot of you guys are yeah. too. Did you guys see that Chris, Chris and Ian, Ian? I know. Broke up? Oh. <laughs> so, I'm on lesbian TikTok. I'm not on yeah, same. whatever this is. Ugh. Okay, it's the dark well, guy. TikTok. Dark haired <laughs> guy with a baby face, and he always plays pranks on his very cute, light haired, his boyfriend. very cute dancer They're boyfriend. Like 30, mid 30s. And he's always like, let's see how long I can be in my Chris boyfriend's is younger. Chris is like in his cooking. 20s. Mm-hmm. like before he like goes like crazy on me and he'll like get up in his face and like he has like a secret recorder like that's kind of their thing yeah they broke up and what? i have they haven't been posting my they haven't been posting each other for like a while i know 
So I knew they had broken I know, up, I knew but they finally confirmed it. <laughs> <Jill's face. laughs> they're delightful. They like, were the delightful. They were. So cute. They're oh. one of the couples that like, Brightness there's like been face. a handful of couples that like when they break up, I'm actually like, oh my God. Like uh, what's her name? Liza and her boyfriend. That mm-hmm. was a big one too. Yeah. Like when they break, I'm actually like, oh shit. All right. That's I sad. literally know none of this. Like, this is you not. You know what, though? You posted a video not that long ago, though. Like, if you guys watch Tick, Tick, Boom, the song Therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, and Chris was singing the, like, John part. And uh, Ian duetted it and was singing the, uh, uh, what's her name? The Chris apart. And I just was like, oh, it was so cute. But I was like, oh, they definitely broke up because he's, like, duetting him. Instead but of like, them making this video together. That and also so goes like, to show, though, how fake social media can be. And it's just like hard, hard I think. I was like, there's no way this couple is so happy. They're so... Because Chris, Ian yeah, like is always, right. like, very... <laughs> Ian's more reserved. Like, Ian will do... Or Chris will do funny stuff, like... The example I used earlier, like... Ian is cooking eggs on the stove. Chris will come up and be like, I'm going to see how long it takes me to stand in his personal space before he tells me to back up. So Chris will go, he'll set up his camera. He'll go stand in his personal space. And Ian is very like, did you need, do you need a hug? Are you like the most sweet, empathetic, Mm -hmm. the way he talks to him? He's like, do you, do you want to help? Do you want me to hand over the spatula? (laughs) Did you like, he's so funny. He's like, do you need to talk about your feelings? Like he's in every single video, he's always like so chill. When the responses are so great out of him, yeah. Like, did you not? Did you not get enough attention today? And not in like a rude way, but like not wanting to fall. Yeah, so sweet. He's like, oh, did you? Did you need my attention? I'm sorry. Let me settle it down. Like, I can't believe they broke up. I can't. No, either. No, I'm, I'm shocked. Cry. Yeah, this guy's always standing in his personal space just to fucking annoy him, and you no, can't like. They're in on it's it. Not, it's not annoying. They Lord. always like. Chris always ends up like laughing and going, "No, it was for a video." And Ian's like, "Okay, I just thought maybe you just needed a hug." And then they laugh and like put the eggs yeah. together. Like it's so like cute all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not. Apparently yeah. not. Because they're breaking up. Wasn't cute to one of them. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, So January 6th, just uh, we just came up on the anniversary of it, the insurrection in at the Capitol. Um, I I will say if you guys haven't watched four hours at the Capitol on HBO, you absolutely should. Mm -hmm. Um, They interview people from stressful. Listen, I very rarely sympathize sympathize with police officers. <laughs> um, they did the very best they could in a fucking mm-hmm. horrific situation. That this is what it looks like when police officers are woefully unprepared for not unprepared. Like, oh, they're just a bunch of shitbags. Like they didn't know what this was going to turn into. Um, and I think part of that is the fault of, quite frankly, the Republican Party. Like. Um, they go armed to the teeth at Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter rallies, and then just brought their regular police force in for this one. But if you haven't watched that documentary on HBO, 
it shows they interview it, it kind of debunks the whole uh framework that fox news has been spreading about oh it was peaceful oh nobody really got hurt whatever mm-hmm. because they interview proud boys who were there to hurt people that yeah they were there to hurt people and to listen to the police officers talk about it the ones who are now suffering from extraordinary ptsd and um i mean four have killed themselves since mm-hmm. um and police officers are under a, a significant amount of stress a good majority of the time and for them to have been under such extreme stress and such extreme brutality from their own countrymen trying to kill horrific. them horrific yeah. it was horrific i didn't but know this was such a killed themselves four mm-hmm. four have killed themselves since it I, I just I thought it interrupted Jax. That's just really fucking sad. I, I thought this documentary did a really good job of interviewing both sides because a lot of times you documentaries are slanted, whether we want to admit them or not. We enjoy a lot of them, but a lot of them are slanted to try and prove a point. The amount of work that this person, the, the, the person who created this documentary did and just showing footage, there's no narration over it. There's no here's what happened. They put a timestamp up and then showed you footage. And then they did interviews with uh, the the rioters. And then they did interviews with the cops to kind of give you a, this is what was happening on both sides of it at that moment and what they were thinking. What's it called? Um, Four Hours at the Capitol on HBO. Every time I see footage of that, it makes me cry. It doesn't matter what it's on. It just, it's so sad. So, yeah, I, like I said, it's very rare that I feel sympathy for police officers, but these guys, because they only interviewed men, so I'm not, I'm not just being an asshole. These men who they interviewed were so traumatized by what happened. And you can tell these are guys, guys, like these aren't, <laughs> that these aren't like what, what uh, Fox News would call like sympathizers to the Democratic cause. Like that's not who they were. They were, you could tell they were just like, these people were not going to take the capital on my watch. Mm -hmm. And it would have mattered. It would not have mattered to them what side was trying to take the capital. It was not going to happen on their watch. And and it seemed like that thin blue line got real thick. To watch this footage of (laughs) police officers getting beat. Mm -hmm with a thin blue line flag mm-hmm. was um it's a real mind fuck uh i i just suggest it, it's hard to watch but listen we've said this on here before just because something's hard to watch doesn't mean you shouldn't educate yourselves right history okay. is gross and it's broken and we've done a lot of really fucking wrong things you know how we make sure we don't do them again we educate ourselves so especially with that that news article that just came out from that uh, political science professor from Canada who's saying democracy in America is going to fail within the next 10 years and we need to figure out as Canadians what we're going to do with refugees from that country when they're in an authoritarian state. So like we're at the precipice right now. Democracy is failing. It is. And we either going to have to prop it back up or we are going to fall to authoritarianism and watching this documentary is helpful. And I don't mean in a hateful way. I'm not sitting here to say like, Oh, if we just get rid of the, the fucking Trump supporters, quote unquote, it's going to get rid of the problem. There's, there's a real virus in America right now um, fed off of false news narratives and brainwashing that is, it, it's a pervasive virus that is killing 
uh, what we once called the American spirit. And if we're not aware of it and we don't, we don't try to combat it and we, we get complacent, we, America is not all that future you want for your kids. You're not going to have to worry about student loans for your kids. You're, yeah. you're not going to have to worry about what college you're getting into or what profession they're going into or what their pension's going to be. Because America is not going to exist. Mm-hmm. It's just not. So I hope you like the cold to move to Canada. <laughs> the only option we have is, is to continue to push fair and safe and just elections and to keep combating this pervasive virus that's spreading. And you know what? After watching I have to say, I I was expecting to go into this documentary and be really mad at the protesters and mad at the rioters. And because I watched it kind of in unison with uh, watching how the January 6th trial has played out and seeing the text messages that came out from Fox News and all all those talking heads, I wasn't mad at the rioters. I'm really, really mad at the elected political officials and, and the right wing media that has filled their heads and yes. brainwash them with right. such pervasive nonsense. They have convinced them that we're not just people that liberals are not just people they disagree with. They've convinced them that we are a combative enemy that needs to, to be annihilated. Yeah. And that should concern everyone. It should fucking concern everyone because mm-hmm. if they're willing to storm their own capital and and likely if they've gotten hold of Nancy Pelosi or AOC or anything, because a mob is dangerous. And one of the one of the um, House of Representative members who served in the Marine Corps says this people are you can negotiate with people. You can talk a person through anything. A mob is a weapon. Yeah. If that mob had gotten hold of AOC or, or Nancy Pelosi or even Mike Pence mm-hmm. or Liz Cheney, they would be fucking dead. Yeah, they would. They would them. be dead. Mm-hmm. And if you think that a mob won't come to your town and get a hold of one of you and kill you, you're wrong. You're just fucking wrong and you're naive. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch this documentary about the mob mentality. Like, and then I watched it back to back with the other documentary that HBO put out about fake news. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, Democrats, there's some unfortunate information in there about Democrat <laughs> news also, <laughs> but it is way more. It, the the right wing propaganda machine is way more per, pervasive. Like yes, there are slants in left left news media, but they take liberty with some analysis, not outright lying to yeah. incite mm-hmm. violence. But I feel like most liberals are intelligent enough to understand that the news they're watching has that slant to it. Mm-hmm. Right, and the, <laughs> like I did, and I, that it's I, not I, just completely fabricated. Yeah, that's the difference. But I'm telling you, watch this documentary. It's an hour and a half of your time. You owe it to those five five police officers that were killed, one on the scene and four who have committed suicide since. And to understand that they're already saying this was a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. If they lose this next election, it's going to be much worse. And that is what that political science um, professor stated also. If, if, the Republicans don't take control of the House and Senate in, in 2024. We are going to be under authoritarian reign by 2030. And you guys think I, I know half of you only know me from this podcast, but I'm telling you, I'm not an alarmist. 
I'm not a, a type of person who's quick to be yeah. like, oh my God, the sky is falling. That's not this who is I why am. I believe Jackie when she this says is not this who I am. But when I'm, I'm telling you, democracy yeah. is failing in front of us. We have to stop it. And you have, to, you have to pay attention. I know it sucks. I know it's painful and I know it's boring. And I know it, it, it's a lot of hate and anger and you get really riled up watching it. You have to pay attention. You have to. Because we are witnessing exactly what happened in 1937 Germany. We're watching it take place in front of us. And if we're not aware of it, we're going to be right back in the same place they were. I guess for me, like not being as smart or as political as Jackie and Stacy, is I don't understand how you can stand there and be, and I'm pro-law enforcement. Like I came from it our family comes from it my friends come from it but how and i argue with them about this too and how you can be pro law enforcement and still promote the trump administration after what they did on january 6th yeah. 2021 like it they completely blew that out of the water for me personally cuz i I'm not going to lie. I wavered and maybe agreed with some things and didn't agree with other things and not was on the fence when it comes to Trump, but was like, I, sure. I liked that he was pro law enforcement and supposedly pro the thin blue line, you know, and allegedly supported that. But it's like, I just feel like January 6th for me completely blew that out of the fucking water. And it's like, he... Did he tell them to do specifically what they did? No. But did he amp them the fuck up and encourage, he lit a match. encourage he lit a match. them to, to light this bomb to what, I mean, breaking out windows and, and breaking into the wild. It's like, when the fuck has that happened? It wasn't until Trump and his super right wing ad- agenda and ideas and pollution into these people's minds that it just c- completely these weak-minded fucking people just ate it all up and they like, really totally. truly thought and, they were doing the right they thing they thought and they were saving the country it, it's, it's just so it's a crazy to me yeah, they believe I'm, it and again i'm not even like super one way or the other when that happened, I was like, <laughs> that, like, this is so fucked well, up. And even and people if, that try and equate it to like, what about the protest, the Black Lives Matter thing? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Those were on the streets. Those weren't the capital. This right. is bigger. Different. This was bigger than that. And I am 100% on board especially these days with black lives matter. Yeah. This, this was complete black lives matter. Wasn't there doing that mm-hmm. black lives Matter. these were a bunch of fucking white people with guns and weapons and things to break into mm-hmm. the Capitol to hurt people. Yeah. There's, there's no other explanation for it. And they, these weren't black people that were angry for legitimate reasons. These were just fucking white people following Trump's Literally dumbass members. agenda. Like, and mm-hmm. they are the fucking worst. I would take black lives matter storming the streets and blowing shit up. You know what? You earn that. 
in a way. These motherfuckers have not. And mm-hmm. m- maybe that's a bad thing for me to stay, say on this, but no, it's like, it's it infuriates me. It. You got all these fucking white privileged motherfuckers. Well, you're mad because another white president's going to be elected. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it got too crazy. Trump has for whatever reason, maybe because he's a fucking billionaire illegally and has never paid a fucking tax dollar in his life. These idiots just think he's like this fucking godsend. It, it just makes no sense to me. And w- watching these videos, cause it's been on the news and everything else. And I don't necessarily sympathize for the people that were in the White House because I feel like your general population, the Black Lives Movement, people that grow up and raised in ghettos face that kind of trauma every day. But for the fact that they felt comfortable enough and legitified enough to do that is the issue. I don't specifically You have to have so much confidence to Mm -hmm. like in what you're doing and in the power that Mm -hmm. you have. And why shouldn't they? Because those people did that. Think of all the laws that they broke and Mm -hmm. they walked right out of there. Totally. Well Well, like 700 people have been arrested. But only the day went to jail. It wasn't very country do you storm the Capitol and not get shot. I uh, no I so I agree until I watched this documentary and listened to the, the mindset of the police officers. Now uh, imagine had that been a bunch of black people storming the Capitol. No, I get it. They have all been shot. I agree with you, Jackie. Yeah, of course. I agree with you, Jackie, because I watched it too. So I get why they didn't do it. I'm just saying in what other scenario. Yeah. I mean, because obviously, you know, from that whole thing that they were they were told not to have extra capital police presence and all these other crazy things. That well, happened. also they knew that they were grossly they were so outnumbered. outnumbered. Yeah. And if they had started shooting, if they had just started shooting in the crowd, it would have gotten way worse for the police officers yes. real quick. Like yeah. real quick. And you saw once the once Virginia National Guard showed up mm-hmm. and could actually launch like smoke bombs and stuff into it. Like right. It should not have gone as far as it did. No. And it terrifies me to think had that been Black Lives Matter storming the Capitol. Would well, they, they would have had three times the police force there. Would right. they have just fucking opened fire and started killing people? Yeah. They were- I mean, it's 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 scary to, to think about. But in fact, there's all these fucking Trump supporters with fucking Confederate flags and shit breaking down windows fucking shoot them do you know that when i was watching the insurrection live i was angry i felt angry i think like most people did i didn't actually cry until i saw the confederate flag enter the capitol building because of how many people died um you know 150 years ago during the civil war to make sure that this country stayed united and didn't break apart into the south and the north they a Confederate flags never entered our capital until that day. A hundred and fifty years, and a Confederate flag finally made it in. To and and you're right, Joel. I didn't feel uh, so. I, I feel like you're as a senator or a House representative, you take a certain amount of personal responsibility to be in the public eye. You know who I felt bad for, and when you watch this documentary, you'll get it. The staffers 
who are just there to do their jobs and working for these people who were hiding under tables, terrified for their lives, because if they found out they worked for Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, they were going to kill them. I guess. and, and, And I totally agree with you. But at what point? I know that they would have been ridiculed had they just opened fire. You can't do that. But what if they did and stop this? Because at that point, but they they had Julie, Julie, you baby should martyrs. watch it. Yeah, you baby martyrs. You should watch it because they really there was so much that went into them not wanting extra security and not wanting all of this stuff. You should like watch they it. They set those Capitol Police officers up. And, and I'm that, not saying to just light everybody up. Well, no, That's no, no, not no. The right I know answer, what you're but... saying, but it wasn't like they trickled in one at a time. That group was over at that rally, and then the whole group just went watch over it. Capital. You should I watch need, it because I need really to watch the documentary. There wasn't an opportunity for them to just yeah. like defend the Capitol. Like, I truly believe never... the cops did the best they could yeah. at that time that they could. And I, I don't say that lightly. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, I think they were caught off guard, undermanned and those police officers for better or worse were concerned about protecting the people inside. And, and honestly, I believe when they're being interviewed, preserving American democracy. I they truly were, believe that. They weren't I given the proper information by their fucking president. But those, right. Right. Like. <laughs> watch they, this documentary, they, everybody. Okay. I, I, I need to watch it because the whole thing just really pisses me off. And the fact that police officers had to die. And even the fact that people had to go to jail, like all of that. 700 people have been I arrested. even felt bad for like, the the woman who was there and and did all of this and died yeah. you know what i mean i don't know well, i'm saying because so many of these people were just brainwashed i yes. feel bad that anyone lost a life over something not true she was heading into the house those those police officers there to protect the house a secret service officer is going to protect the Oh, I agree that she should have been shot. I mean, that's that's exactly what happens when that's what you're doing. But I feel bad that it ever got to that point that she felt like these lies were so true. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. she should risk her life. She's brainwashed to do that. Mm -hmm. Totally. So how do you stop that? Is is the question for me? Like these people, and you know, I was I almost put it on our thread the other day. I'm like. Because he wasn't impeached, he's going to. He's been impeached twice. He was impeached. He but was he's not removed run from again. office. But he's go- going to run again because it's the most profitable business he's ever had. Yeah, exactly. So how do you prevent <laughs> this? I mean, it's embarrassing. Where the fuck are you? Well, hopefully he gets arrested America. before. <laughs> the only way. Well, for his anything- taxes. He still won't submit those. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead, Aaron. No, it's okay. I don't remember what I was going to say. To be no, honest, the only way. I don't remember. Okay. It's totally fine. No worries. <laughs> um, well, it pisses me off. <laughs> it should piss everyone off and everyone should be very, very worried. Everyone in America has gotten real used to being in America and, and doesn't understand we've only been a country for 250 years. Mm-hmm. So pay attention. We're still pretty new compared to everybody else. Egypt fell. Rome fucking fell. The United States can fall. Oh, easy. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're not untouchable. And we're showing that to 
everybody. Abraham Lincoln said, we will never be taken over by an outside power. We will die by our own hand. God. Um, that's bleak. Yeah, that's why we're going to do politics first from now on, and then we're going to do the fun stuff. Uh, real quick, because we're way over on time, does anyone have anything they have to talk about that they're obsessed with? Betty White. Yeah, Betty White. Betty White. Yeah. Okay. Anybody have anything else? All the thing, just on the right side of history for literally forever, chose her career over, you know, other stuff, and just, man... And her marriage. Yeah. Have you seen the, the Rainbow Bridge TikTok about her? Yeah. Ugh. The best thing I saw was live a life where if somebody says, where the majority of people are saying, if you die at 99 years old, that's too young. It was a life taken too soon. Yeah. Because holy shit, the amount of people that are saying like, how could she go too soon? All this stuff. And it's like, she led a very long loved life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and I didn't realize that her husband had passed away in 1981, like 30 years ago, 40, 40, 40. Yeah. That's a long time ago. She just meant a lot to me. Betty White did. That was one of the hardest celebrity deaths I've had that one and Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Fisher have been the ones that have hit me the hardest. Yeah. I, the only I had a real good cry when mm-hmm. like it happened and my kids were like, are, are we supposed to feel some type of way? And I'm like, no, you guys don't even know who she is. And Kai was like, uh, text Jeremy. How's mm-hmm. Jeremy doing? And, you know, like talking about like who's affected. I said, gosh, I feel like I've never really cried over a celebrity dying and Kira looks at me and goes mom Robin Williams and I was like oh yeah that was another one yeah that hurt me so bad yeah Yeah. if if you're looking for some some funny stuff like man watch her Saturday Night Live I'm glad they re-aired it because that shit was so good the dusty like, muffin was the dusty my muffin is favorite. my absolute <laughs> when 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 he posted uh who she used to be on her show with the african-american man and he posted that thing i forget, I forget his name and she came in because they couldn't get the lighting right because she was so white and he was so dark <laughs> and she came in without anybody asking her a darker makeup on to try to blend in with him and he was like that meant so Mm-hmm. much to me that yeah. she just without any like she was just cool like that though like I yeah. just feel like Betty White well like her first show was. got canceled because she had an African-American dancer and refused to mm-hmm. not yeah. put him on the show and her show got canceled subsequently after that like she just was always on the right side of stuff but one of the there's first a video women to be behind the camera yeah like, and be a yeah. producer like I didn't watch um I didn't watch hot in Cleveland, but I did see a video on YouTube that was, um, all bloopers from her on Hot in Cleveland. Oh my God. I was crying. They are so funny. And obviously she was, you know, in her nineties at the time. So she was still, you know, but there's a lot to be, and there's a lot, I think to said, I I think there's a lot to be said for somebody that had, had lived as long as she did and still, being the way that she was because there's a lot of people that you know were born in the 20s or the 30s that didn't think as progressively as the way that she did yeah i think there's she a lot just to be- wasn't a dick 
Well, that's what I was just going to say, Jackie. There's one of the things that being a working actor, that's really important. And we do all these acting workshops with people all the time with the kids. Um, when we go on trips to New York and stuff and like, they always talk about like, yeah, talent's one thing and whatever, but you just have to be somebody that people want to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're never going to get anywhere and have longevity in your career. If you're not a person that people want to be around all the time. Um, and, and I think, I, I think she that's was, one of the reasons. She was one she was of our so, best. Yeah. She it's will really be missed, uh, but she had a good run, you guys. Totally. Like, there's nothing to be sad about. Years. I'm so glad that it wasn't some long, drawn out sickness yeah. that we had yeah, to watch yeah. her whittle away. And you know, well, I don't know sleep. that anybody really knows. Like, was she sick? It I made know. me really happy they to hear. Said, they said that she wasn't. She didn't have any illnesses. She didn't have anything. She sleep. just said her husband's name. And yep. it made me it. really happy to hear that she possibly her. saw her husband at the end. And and just passed like yeah. you know what you i didn't realize for anything different i thought know? i i always knew that she was on the right side of history and stuff and that she was a advocate for you know black rights and everything but to i'm pretty deep into black twitter also like pretty as far as like a white woman can get into black twitter mm-hmm. like i i try to click on the things to bring me more into it mm-hmm. but the amount of black people that were devastated by mm-hmm. the loss of her too says a lot about yeah, yeah. what a good person yeah she she was so yeah, hey may we may we all be more like betty white and dolly parton yeah um just Guys, don't be a dick. I love that TikTok I sent you guys where the black guys like, no, you were supposed to take Betty White. <laughs> yes. You're supposed to, you're supposed take, the to take the queen. <laughs> that shit was so funny. No, not Betty White. <laughs> That's it for us this week, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, Make good choices. Have the weekend you deserve. Have the <laughs> best weekend available to you. Yeah. Have the weekend you deserve. That can be many things. Bye. 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 Fierce Fan Media.